Day two, the philosophy of whosoever wills. If you know anything about my radio show, Deep Black Church, you may have some familiarity with the term whosoever will. In this chapter, I uncover the philosophy behind why I aim to bring the love of Christ to the whosoever wills. Who are the whosoever wills? Let's start by defining the term. I consider anyone who can breathe a whosoever will. In other words, I aim to bring the love of Christ and his message to anyone, regardless of their race, income, and yes, even religion. Whosoever is quite literally whosoever. This is because our Lord is abundant, and we have made his mistake of limiting his love, forgiveness, and messages to our own biases. We have become like a person who discovers a well in a drought-ridden town and decides to build a wall around it. Do you feel positive about this person? Not really. But then why do you hold back loving someone in Jesus Christ? As far as love and empathy are concerned, the world right now is as drought-ridden as it is possible. People are starved of love and are forced to live a life of base pursuits and a sad material pleasures. They are judged more than they are appreciated, scolded more than they are soothed, and hated more than they are loved. That only furthers the cycle because humans are reactory. One person hating another creates at least three haters. In that, we can find hope. If the hatred of two can create three haters, what can the love of a million do? I truly believe we can create a revolution by selling ourselves on the philosophy of whosoever will. Gratitude for the discovery. Just being born is a gift. Do you know that the odds of you being born is one in 400 trillion? You got that lucky to be born, but considering the 16 religious current on the leading board, the odds of you being born and then discovering Jesus are 6,400 trillion. That's if you won the lottery, one in 14 million odds. You'd be incredibly thankful and may even give money to charity as a gesture of gratitude. Where is the gratitude for seeing the light? Where is the gratitude for finding Jesus? Gratitude isn't saying, thank you, Lord, while attempting to hoard his love to a group you decided is more worthy of his blessing. But being grateful is to show his love by extending it to all your neighbors, even if they are Hindu. Gratitude is evident by extending his love to your co-worker, even if he's a Muslim. The philosophy of whosoever will is a philosophy of resonating with the Lord's abundance. It is a belief that you can channel his love and let it flow through you without your human biases limiting it one bit. Today, I urge you to make a list of all the people in your life to whom you have not extended love and empathy. Please don't hold back. As long as they breathe, they're worthy. And if they're worthy, you're worthy. So stop being harsh on others so you can go easy on yourself. Day three, you cannot stop being God's instrument. When something apparently negative happens in your life, what do you do? Do you panic? Do you feel bad? Do you scramble around like to find a sudden fix? In this chapter, I will show you the general human method of operating in the face of negative incidents. Once you've had, a, had an idea how it works, you'll learn about the stronger alternative. You see yourself as an instrument for yourself. Now, I know that subheading is a mouthful, but hear me out. Let's say you have a job and you have a savings goal. Who is making the money to get to your goal? You. Let's suppose you want to surprise your boyfriend. Who is planning the surprise? You. Humans are goal-seeking, and as a result, we see 
ourselves as a part of our plans. This is why whenever something bad happens, we get annoyed. Imagine packing up your hammer to go for your carpentry gig, only to open the pack and find dishwashing soap. You wouldn't be pleased. The mistaken tool is the culprit. Similarly, in your plans, be it short-term or long-term, when you don't find yourself where you need to be in the most effective, you get angry or discouraged. Guess what? You are always in the right place as far as God is concerned. And if you resonate with that more than you relate to your own plans, you'll find yourself not feeling bad. What is it like being God's instrument? It is not your choice whether you want to be God's instrument or not. Even the most popular atheist preachers who spread doubt are God's instrument to test our belief. Even those who act negatively at our as his instruments because they're the ones who provide you the opportunity to rise above it all. If you cannot help but to be God's instrument regardless of what you do, why not get intentional about it? In becoming intentional about being God's instrument, you no longer play the side role in the large narrative of life. You become one of the main characters. Things don't happen to you, they happen for you. Whenever something seemingly negative happens, it's because God wants you to take the alternative path or learn something new. Above all, you become abundant in your thinking and more positive in your approach to life. In conclusion, I want you to make this day a day of reflection on your plans. Understand that your plans are made from a limited perspective of a human. Know that God has bigger plans, and when your plans and his plans overlap, you will find joy. Even when God's plans differ, you will find you will be fine. He will take care of you. Think about the last few times you thought something horrible was going to happen. Did something as bad happen? You're fine now. You have survived everything bad that has happened to you. Thank the Lord for it and be prepared to trust him.